What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 35. I'm your host, Riley. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. What a Masters it was, Hideki Matsuyama, the very first man from Japan to win a major, slipped on the green jacket. It was, aside from, and I don't even know, this might be on the same level, just because of the impact of the victory, but like this is, has the same effect as a guy like Jordan coming back and winning it, Rory completing the career Grand Slam, right? It has that kind of impact on the game of golf. The amount of kids that, and I wrote a piece about this for Golficity early this morning or late last night, I forget. The amount of kids in a foreign country, in Japan, in any part of Asia that watched that and now they know that it's possible to play golf on that stage. After they watch Hideki Masuyama fire a Saturday 65, lead the Masters, it got a little, and we're going to go over the entire thing, but it got a little hairy at the start, opened with a bogey. Then it got hairy after 15, made a bogey, then made a couple bogeys coming home after, obviously, Xander dumped it. But the amount of kids that were able to watch that and said, man, that could be me up there winning the green jacket is incredible. So we're going to talk all about it. There's a bunch of different stuff to talk about. Rory sucking, hitting his dad, DJ missing the cut, Brooks missing the cut. There was a lot of guys to miss the cut. Will Zalatoris and I, this was his like hello world moment, like Tiger Woods. That was this weekend for Will. That was his moment this week. And we've been betting on him for a long time. Will is one of the best, if not the best ball striker on the PGA Tour already. Bet on him a lot. There was a lot of guys in the mix. One of our guys, Xander, was right there. So there's just a lot of stuff to talk about. And then this week, it's really hard to follow up the Masters. Every single year, this tournament has to do it, aside from last year. But the RBC Heritage, we're going to go over full preview, betting analysis, going over some early picks, early guys that I think we only have a couple on the list so far. Um, DraftKings is being a little weird Um recently they don't have like top 30s and top 20s right now and it's like been all day i'm recording a little bit later in the day and there's still none of that available it's only winter so that's super weird hopefully by the time we're done talking to the masters i'm bringing up DraftKings right now hopefully they have some stuff to bet on but we're going to do a full preview of the uh, rbc great golf course harbor town uh, if you guys played Tiger Woods 0506 back in the day, Harbor Town was like one of the main courses on those video games. The 18th hole is crazy awesome. Um, par four, fairway comes in, and then there's like that marsh ocean area with like the lighthouse in the background. It's a really cool golf course. One of the more popular, it's it's public. You can go play it. I think it's one of the most like played public golf courses like in America. I'm pretty sure I was looking that up today. So it's really good. It plays a lot differently. It's an iron golf course. You have to hit irons. Well, it's a ball strikers paradise. It's one of the shorter courses on the PGA tour schedule, but it doesn't, that doesn't mean guys that hit driver a really long way have the advantage here. It's all about accuracy. We'll go over all of this obviously later in the show, but it's actually a pretty good tournament, and the field is low-key pretty damn good for a week after a major, so we're kind of getting spoiled in that spot. But let's just go over the Masters. I really don't have any headlines, to be honest. Um, one, I guess, Rory's story about Tiger before the Masters week started. One of the best Tiger stories I've heard in a long time. Rory went over his house in South Florida to go see him before heading up to Augusta, and seeing him, you know, how he's 
recovering and all that kind of stuff. And Rory asked him where all his trophies were because the only ones really out were the ones are his major trophies. And Tiger goes, I don't know. And he goes, what do you mean? And he goes, I don't know. My mom has a couple. The club, the office has a couple. And after that, I don't really know where they are. And in that moment, Roy was like, how easy were those to win for Tiger? He has always said that the only four tournaments that matter during the year are the four majors. Those are the ones that you get ready for. Those are the ones that you train for. Those are the ones that you rest for. Everything in your golf game is supposed to dial down to four weeks a year. And Tiger's done it. A lot of fucking times. And it kind of hit Roy. Like how easy was winning the fucking Arnold Palmer invitational? What eight times was to tiger? How easy was that? And it's crazy, but that's pretty much it. I mean, there's not really a bunch of headlines. uh, So we're just going to kind of get into the masters. I'm going to bring up Twitter just so I don't uh, forget to talk about anything. I guess we're just going to start at the top. We'll start at Hideki. Unbelievable golf from the kid. Obviously it it was tough coming down the stretch, but it really started with his third round, right? He opened, he played pretty well on the first day. He birdied the par five second. He, uh, eagled the par five eighth. Then he birdied the par five 13th. He just played really solid golf. And then he came home and ended up birdieing or bogeying, sorry, 17 shooting a 69. Great opening round for Hideki. Fantastic golf. Second round, Pretty solid, kind of up and down a little bit. Uh, had a had a bogey on the front, birdie on the front. Had a couple bir- bogeys on the back, and then he also had a birdie and an eagle on the back. Shot a one under, right? So he's in the mix at four under for sure. Because Justin Rose opened with what seven under, and then he kind of stayed. He shot. He ended up shooting what even par in the second round. So he stayed. He stayed right there. So Matsuyama was absolutely in the mix, but not a lot. Of, not a name that a lot of people were looking at. Just because, and even I do, Augusta National, you have to putt well. And Hideki looks so awkward over the golf ball when he putts that you don't expect him to win at a course like this, even though he's had some decent finishes in the past. Let's look it up real quick. Um, He had a fifth place finish in 2015, a seventh in 2016, a T11 in 2017, a top 20 in 2018. Like he hasn't missed a cut here since 2014. He's played very well at this golf tournament, but you just don't expect a guy that doesn't putt really well to kind of be in the mix, but he was. And then Saturday was when it all turned around. He birdied seven and then he came back from the break. He was one under after the rain delay. He absolutely flared a tee shot on 11 and he ends up making birdie birdies birdies 12 which is an impossible birdie eagles 15 birdies 16 birdies 17 comes home with a bogey free 65 to get him into the final group winning the masters come sunday and then it's all on him not only is he carrying the weight of his family friends rooting for him to win the masters he has the entire country of japan rooting for him to win the Masters. This means so much to their country. They adore golf over there. They love it. And Hideki is their guy. He's the one guy that has really made, in in recent years at least, really made a wave when it comes to the PGA Tour. The guy's won a decent amount. He hasn't won, I think, since 2017. Uh, but he is their guy, and he's carrying all this weight, and he comes out, he dis- he bogeys the first hole. And it's kind of one of those things, at least to me when it happened, it was, oh, we might be in store for a fucking golf tournament today. Because if he comes out and maybe bogeys the first, bogeys the fourth, right? Like now we're having a golf tournament. He comes out, 
flares a drive to the right in the middle of the woods, plays his second shot, pretty decent, just kind of has to lay up, to be honest. And then his third shot was pretty good, like a little wedge, and then he ends up missing the putt for par. His wedge kind of spun back on him a little bit, but misses the putt barely. He almost makes it, grazes the left edge, and he ends up taps in for bogey. And then on the very next hole, he comes back and makes birdie on the par five exactly what you need to do in that spot. Does exactly what you need to do. Birdies the par five. Perfect. Perfect. And launched his fucking tee shot, by the way. Roasted it around the quarter. Two, two, or 323, rather. He just played an outsta- uh, just an outstanding round of golf. Everything about he just looked totally in control. Zalatoris got close because Will opened, and we'll talk about him for, in a second. Will opened with a couple birdies in a row. Hideki bogeys the first hole. All of a sudden, it's tight as shit. Then Hideki kind of rises ship, birdies two, Will bogeys, what was that, three. Hideki plays the rest of his uh, front nine clean, birdies eight, birdies nine. Now it's in control. Now we go to the back nine, and Twitter's starting to say, oh, this is kind of getting a little boring. Hideki's just in control right now. Then he bogeys 12, but it still doesn't really that get that close. And then he ends up birdieing 13 to get it right back. And then 15 was the play because now Xander's going through his little run of just birdie, 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 birdie. And then Hideki in the, from the middle of the fairway launches, I don't even know what club he hit, over the green on 15, hits the down slope, trundles into the water in front of the 16th green. Then he chips it up just short of the green, chips it down, gets up and down, whatever, from that spot for a bogey. While Xander almost holds out his bunker shot for eagle. And then fucking Xander kaplunks one in the water on 16. I don't know how you don't just put that 20 feet right to the hole, let it come down the hill. We'll talk about Xander later. And then just give your chance, give yourself a chance for birdie, right? That's all you have to do. And then he just ends up pulling the wrong club, gets hit with a little bit of wind, and then kaplunks it, whatever, makes triple. Hideki actually made bogey on that hole. Because he hit it way right onto the green, and that's a really tricky two-putt. Ends up making bogey, and you're thinking, man, if Xander just makes par there, he gains another stroke, right? Who knows if Hideki plays the tee shot a little bit differently if Xander doesn't put it in the water right before him, right? Maybe he gets a little bit more aggressive. And then 17, plays it pretty much perfectly, needs one good tee shot, high draw right down the gut, hits a really good iron shot, two putts, par, get out of there, 18, he can bogey and still win the golf tournament because Will actually ended really well. Needs bogey to win the golf tournament, makes bogey, doesn't get up and down from the bunker, taps in for bogey, wins the golf tournament. And he handled it so well on the green, right? He almost didn't give a reaction when he won. He was still he was smiling up the fairway once like he knew it was in hand. Uh, he was focused on the tee. He had that one little club twirl like this. That's the tee shot I needed. Little cut around the corner was perfect. On the green, says thanks to Xander, hugs the caddy. They have a good moment, but nothing really emotional yet. And then the video comes out, and we saw it on TV a little bit. Then the video comes out on Twitter and on TV about his walk up past the 18th green, up the hill to sign his scorecard. And that's when it starts to sink in for him a little bit. He's wiping his face a little seeing family, seeing friends, seeing those little squad, probably his manager, his coach, those kind of people all up that hill. And it's like starting to slowly sink in that, holy fuck, I just won the Masters tournament. 
Signs a scorecard, goes to Butler Cabin, gets his jacket from DJ, goes outside, gets the jacket, fists flying in the air. That is the moment that's that's better than the cabin, right? There's nobody there. Hideki a little bit nervous, right? He's on TV. His English isn't great, needs a translator there, and it just might be a little bit awkward, right, because Jim can't get a super candid answer out of Hideki just because you can't really do it. And then on the green, when he's got some space, when he's around all the fans that just want, watched him win the Masters, he gets the jacket on, both arms go in the air, and he's just jubilant. It was an incredible moment. Incredible. After all that happens, another thing comes out. And this, and I titled the article about this, I called it the lasting moment of the 2021 Masters Tournament. It's Hideki's caddy who took the flag or took the pin out of the hole to get the flag and he takes the flag off. He puts the pin back in the hole and stares down the 18th fairway and bows to Augusta national that. And I've watched a lot of golf, a lot of really big moments might've been the coolest moment I've ever seen in the game of golf. The amount of respect Hideki, his caddy, his team has for the game of golf, has for Augusta National, has for the Masters Golf Tournament, was apparent in that single moment. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen on a golf course, especially on a PGA Tour level. And it was one of those absolute, every, almost in unison, the entire golf world went, oh shit, that was really incredible like it was one of those just unison moments where the entire golf world agreed that that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen ever seen and it was it was so sick just to see the respect this guy has for the game the course everything it was it was one of the like I don't even know what to say that's how amazing it was and that's what it's all about, man. You got to respect it. And Hideki, he even said it. He won the low. He won the low am at the Masters in 2011. This was one of the golf courses that gave Hideki kind of a name. He ended up going to play on Presidents Cups, won a couple WGCs, has won golf tournaments. But his PGA Tour prowess and name started at Augusta National when he won the low am, and it comes full circle, and he gets his green jacket. And it was one of the biggest wins for, I think, the game of golf. Like I said at the top of the show, so many kids watched him win that golf tournament and now think that they can put in the work to get to Augusta National, play in the Masters Golf Tournament, and win a green jacket. It was one of the bigger wins, the game of golf, the country of Japan, Hideki Matsuyama for his family, friends, everybody that golf can have. That was a global victory, an absolute global victory. And it was incredible. And it didn't really click for me that that was the case until he won. And then I started to realize how fucking cool it was that he won. So good for the game worldwide. It was incredible to watch him play golf down the stretch. Has never won a major has really never been in that spot before. And the way he handled it after making bogey on one, he went birdie and then a couple birdies to end his front. 
and then the way he would bounce back, right? He birdie, he bogeys 12, but then he birdies 13, like he's right back. And then he bogeys 15, but then he's pretty much right back because Xander kind of lets him back into it, right? Gives him his lead back. And then he just needs to play safe golf down the stretch, and he's fine. It was incredible to watch. One of my favorite masters in a while. And people thought it was boring, which I don't really get. I think it's just because, obviously, in November, DJ won by 1,000. And Sunday really wasn't that entertaining, right? It really never got close. People remember 2019, the last time this tournament was played in April, and remember that as the Masters, right? Tiger comes from behind. Xander's right there. Patrick Cantlay was winning at one point. Everybody was in it. Molinari blows it on 12, right? Brooks puts it in the water. Poulter puts it in the water. Like, there were so many names at the top of that leaderboard. We were spoiled down to the very last moment of that golf tournament. Tiger had to make a four-footer for, for bogey to win. And that's what they remember as the Masters. But this tournament, people will call it, quote-unquote, boring just because there was not really that exciting moment. I don't agree at all. The man who won deserved it, played his ass off on Sunday, kept the field away, and it was incredible to watch. It really, really was. And the moment with his caddy was priceless. That is the image that we'll see at Augusta next year in April. That's the image that we'll see all over the internet forever to mark the champion of 2021, Hideki Matsuyama, because that was the that was the perfect ending to that golf tournament. Perfect. So, Hideki, congratulations. He, he we actually, no, we got to talk about this. Pictures came out on Twitter today. Matsuyama's just in the Atlanta airport flying commercial with his Supreme duffel bag and the green jacket just kind of on the back of an airport chair in the middle of an airport. He's just walking around with the green jacket. The dude's got just won what almost two and a half million dollars, and he's flying commercial back to Japan. You can't, you know, spur for a jet. Maybe it was just one of the realest moments ever. Those pictures were coming out incredible. It was so sick. It was so sick. But such a good win for golf. Such a good win for Japan international golf. So good. The guy who came in second, Zalatoris, not even a PGA Tour member has been in the mix a lot, a lot since he made his first start at the U.S. Open. He's only missed a couple cuts, has countless top 20s. I think him and I think Xander are tied for the most top 20s since the start of 2020. I think Will has 16, I think is the stat that I saw on Twitter. Ridiculous. He comes in second, first appearance in the Masters, and the kid golfed his fucking ball. Opened birdie, birdie, gave one back on three, and then birdied eight. And then this is when it kind of got a little out, right? He bogeys 10, he bogeys 12. That's when it kind of, Hideki felt safe a little bit, right? Because Xander was also kind of shitting his bed on the front nine, so then it wasn't really close. And then Xander had to go on that run to make it close. Will looked like the whole time that he was going to be kind of that guy to be in that spot in second place, right? That's where he pretty much stayed all day. Comes home, makes a birdie on 15, makes a birdie at 17. 
the level of this kid's ball striking is unbelievable. I, I don't really know, like Tiger in his prime, obviously incredible iron player. Um, Colin Morikawa, probably the best iron player I've ever watched play golf, right? And swing in person, Colin Morikawa. He makes a different sound when he hits irons. Rory when he gets going. JT, great iron player. Will Zalatoris is a top five ball striker on the PGA Tour. He's incredible. His short game is okay. He hits driver phenomenal. Finds a lot of fairways. I watched it at Augusta. Obviously, their fairways are a little bit generous, but he hits a lot of fairways. And when he gets hot with the putter, he's a decent putter, right? He's not great. He's not going to gain a bunch of strokes on the field putting. But on Saturday, he made a lot of putts. And he didn't He didn't make some on, on Sunday. He didn't get a couple to fall. Like he left one short and left on three. Did the same thing on, what was that, 12? He missed a short one. 10, I believe he made missed a short one too or short-ish. The kid golfed his fucking ball. And he's going to be a guy that we talk about a little bit at the RB, uh, at the Heritage this week. It's tailor-made for this man to win the golf tournament. He's going to be my pick to win, I think. I think that's just good. He doesn't have PGA Tour status, and that's all they pretty much talked about on Master Sunday, like how does this kid not have have status with PGA Tour? I think he goes out and just said, fuck you at, at Hilton Head and just wins, and then there's your PGA Tour status. I think that's how it's going to go. But this kid is really fun to watch, and all the social media stuff, he has stamped on his wedge, like Mr. Gilmore, I'm your caddy or something like that, because he strikes a ridiculous resemblance to the kid that plays Adam Sandler's caddy and happy to go more. It's insane. Adam tweeted about him during master Sunday. Like this kid, it was his hello world moment, man. That was it. And it was so sick. Cause we, on this show, you know, I bet on him all the time. I watch him play golf all the time. He's fucking sick. And it's awesome that now the world is like, look at this kid. He is a fucking problem. And he's going to win a green jacket. His game fits so well at Augusta. Even if he puts just okay. He's got a good short game. It's an iron player's golf course. Like I said, Hideki, one of the best iron players on the planet. That's who it fits. No doubt in my mind will Will win a green jacket. There's no doubt in my mind. But it was amazing to watch him play golf. I loved every single second of it. And then at tied for third, you had Spieth, who struggled to open. He birdied, uh, what, two, and then he made bogey on five, made bogey on six, and then he had to come kind of all the way back, and he made a bunch of birdies to end his round, right? He birdied nine, birdied 10, birdied 13, birdied 14, birdied 17, and ended up getting giving one back on 18. But he played a pretty damn good final round of golf. He had to make a huge charge to even have a chance. He started at, what, five under? So he was pretty much out of it unless Hideki comes and shoots plus two or plus three. Jordan didn't really have a chance. But at the same time, Jordan looked really good all week. He was in the mix pretty much all week long, and that's a really good sign. He's been playing good golf for a couple of months. He had the win last or two weeks ago at the Valero Texas Open, but could he do it at a major? Could he really put it into play and contend in a major? Yes, top five the very next week, the very next start at Augusta National, a place where he won in 2015, should have won in 2016, kind of gave it away or definitely gave it away on 12. But Jordan's back. And did Rory have to die for Jordan to live? Maybe. We're going to talk about Rory here in a second. But it's just really, really, really good to see Jordan play good golf again. He's one of the more entertaining guys on tour. Talks to his ball. I know a lot of people don't like that. I like it. 
gives the commentators who most of them aren't very good at their job just to shut the fuck up and let Jordan comment on what's happening. I think that's a much better way to watch golf than some old fucking 85 year old be like, we got 135 yards here with a, no, just let the guys do it. And that was to get a little off Jordan. If you guys watch the featured group coverage on masters.com, Shane Bacon did a phenomenal job hosting that channel phenomenal he let the players and the caddies and the golf speak to what was happening if he needed to chime in with a stat if he needed to bring somebody in to talk about a certain area of the golf course and what kind of shot they should play he did it but when it came down to the golf doing the talking and the players and the caddies conversations making that channel what it was Shane Bacon did a phenomenal job no doubt that Golf Channel made the right decision in that spot for him to host their new Golf Now or whatever the fuck they call it. Fantastic job by Bacon. He did a fantastic job. But to get back on Spieth, it was really good to watch him play. If I had to go out on a limb, I think Jordan might win a PG uh, a major, and I think it's going to be the PGA. I think he's going to have a really good shot. The course is really long. It comes down to wedge play. And it comes down to short game when you get out of position. Really tough to beat Jordan when it comes down to those two things. And his putter is phenomenal. I think Kiwa Island is perfect for him to get a major title. And I think he might win it next month. Of course, we'll talk about it when it gets closer. But I think Jordan might have a serious, serious shot at completing the career Grand Slam next month. But we'll see. Xander, obviously, the highlight of his round or the low light of his round was 16, right? And this is the kind of thing with Xander. He's got kind of the Tony Finau, Roy McIlroy thing going. When he gets close to the limelight, to the spotlight, to winning the golf tournament, it goes downhill. He entered the round, final group in a major, final group at Augusta National. He pars one, makes birdie on two, then goes bogey, bogey, double. And pretty much his name is out of the conversation for half an hour. And then he birdies seven. He birdies eight to get that double back, but he's still plus one on the day. And then he birdies 12 with a great putt. Birdies 13. Birdies 14. Birdies 15. And all of a sudden, he's what, three back? Two back? He was two back after 15. He was right fucking there with three holes to play. And anything can happen on those final three, especially at 16 and especially at 18. And then he steps up, and I think he, in the post round he had 81 flag on 16, and he chose eight iron, got a gust to win, found the water, drop, third shot over the green, makes triple, and then that was it. That was his golf tournament. Lost, I think it was $575,000 because of that triple. That hurts. That's a fat-ass paycheck to lose. That's like coming in third in any other golf tournament, right? That's the difference of the paycheck. I mean, you still want a fuck ton of money, but that is a really big difference. I'm sure, I mean, Xander's very well off. He's fine. He's won a fuck ton of money. That's not what he cares about, but that definitely hurts. He was probably my pick on Saturday night as the guy to like come back. His game looked in complete control. He was driving the ball well. He was playing that little cut really well. His swing is perfect. He leaves his hands at the top and just rips his body through with rotation and just hits really good golf shots all the time. Very consistent swing. I thought he was going to be the guy to kind of come back and get there. Wasn't. We keep saying, oh, no doubt Xander will major championship. He's got, he's got the game to do it. You got to do it, man. 
Rory hasn't won a major in, what, seven years. JT quietly hasn't won a major since 2017. Xander hasn't won one. At some point, you just have to get it done. So we'll see what happens with Xander. John Rahm, the new father with a new perspective, tied for fifth. He played really well. He said in his post-round interview he has, like, what, four straight top tens at Augusta, when in reality he, like, has really never had a chance to win. He kind of backdoors top tens, the famous Rory move, right? He had a bunch of top tens in a row at Augusta, when in reality he really hasn't had a shot to win. Kind of the same thing. Mark Leishman was there with Rahm at minus six. And then you go to Rosie, who put on a clinic on Thursday. When it was firm, when it was fast, the wind picked up a little bit. He was in the afternoon wave, and he goes out and shoots seven fucking under and was winning the golf tournament by what? The closest was four under. Comes out on Friday, doesn't lay an egg, but doesn't play great golf. And then Saturday was kind of the same thing. And then Sunday he struggled, ended at five under, solo seventh. Patrick Reed, T8, he played past champion. He was always going to have a good week here, especially when those tough conditions, Patrick Reed plays better. When it highlights wedge play and short game, Patrick Reed is just going to be there, and he was again. Corey Connors, a lot of people were high on him coming into the week. He ends the week at T8, four under. And Cameron Smith rounds out the top 10, T10. He was the guy with, I put it in quotes, DJ, I guess, in November. He was playing very good golf. And then Tony Finau was there at T10 also at three under. Tony Finau obviously was never really in the mix, but he made a bunch of cool shots on Sunday. One like went in a bunker, went out, used the slope, went to like two feet. It's pretty cool. Webb was right there, T12. Kevin Na with the top 15. That was cool. Sung, Sung, uh, Siwoo Kim is playing some – he is golfing his fucking ball right now. He's going to also be a guy that we're going to look at at the RBC just because he is playing very good. I wonder if – I'm going to bring up his uh, – most recent starts he's he's playing some golf right now his name is just consistently on leaderboards t12 at the masters top 25 at the valero texas open top 10 at the players he wd'd from the arnold palmer uh and then he missed the cut at the genesis so the past month and a half he's found every single leaderboard so that is definitely going to be a spot that we attack for sure at the rbc just because Smaller field, weaker field. That's when he kind of rises to the cream of the crop, right? Great ball striker. He missed the cut last year, but that's going to be a guy that we that we target for sure. But it was it was just a great golf tournament, man. Um, DJ didn't play great. He bogeyed seventeen and eighteen coming in to miss the cut. Not a lot. I mean, it sucks that you have to hang around two days doing nothing, right, to present the green jacket. I'm sure he wanted to go back to Florida and just drink beer and fish, but he couldn't. I guess staying at Augusta National and not a terrible thing. But yeah, a lot of guys. DJ missed the cut. Our boy Max Homan missed the cut. Jason Day missed the cut. And then our guy, Rory, man, who obviously we got to talk about a little bit. I watched as much as possible. The Masters does a great job that on their app, even when they're not in featured group coverage or whatever, they have that My Group feature, which doesn't quite compare to the players version where the players you can like watch it borderline live i'm pretty sure the masters takes a couple minutes for each shot to come in but i was able to watch him on thursday like that because he wasn't in the feature groups friday he was in the feature groups coverage and he just looked really really bad is pretty much the only way i'm gonna put it i think i can i'm gonna look him up real quick on the website but he just looked bad and I'm not going to make excuses for him. Like, you can come out and play good golf. But he's going through a lot. His game's just not there. He's going through a swing. I don't know if he's going through swing changes. He's got a new 
coach, but just like nothing looked good. First round, he bogeyed five, bogeyed six, bogeyed seven, bogeyed nine, bogeyed 11, bogeyed 13, made birdie on 15 and eight, like for a 76 opening round, you're plus four. You're not out of it at that point. Like you're going to go need to go shoot probably a 68 in the following round to like be in the mix. When it came down to it, he needed to shoot one under in the second round to make the cut. That's all he needed to do. And then he comes out and bogeys five, bogeys seven, doubles 10. And then as soon as he's absolutely out of the mix, right, what does that bring him to? That plus, He was plus eight. So over the last eight holes, you need to play him at minus, minus five to make the cut. And he was fucking locked in. Makes a putt on 12 to, for par. Makes makes birdie on thirteen. Makes bo- uh, birdie on fifteen. He just played really good golf. Gets up and down really nicely on sixteen. Doesn't hit the green in regulation on seventeen, but a nice up and down. Like he looked really good the last what is that eight holes? He looked really good, but I think it's because he just stopped thinking about it. He just went out and played. He played golf. He played the sport instead of thinking about where his right arm is on the way up and on the way down, am I rotating enough? Is my right shoulder coming underneath enough? Like once he stopped thinking about that, he played well. And who know I don't know what his next start's gonna be. I know he's not at the I know he's not in Hilton Head. Who knows when his next start is going to be? I look forward to watching him because I think with a couple more weeks with his new coach, he can put in some work and really get dialed in. Who knows what's gonna happen? It was a bummer to see him not make the cut. Our guy, he's fucking struggling right now. It's a bummer to see. It sucks. But the Masters tournament, it was really good. We can move on. I've been kind of blabbing about the Masters for a long fucking time here. But so we can get into the RBC. Let's get into it. I'm going to fucking miss Augusta, though. Holy fuck, is it awesome watching golf at that golf course. Everything about it was spectacular. That, That week was won by the golf course. It was firm. It was fast. It kind of softened up after the rain on Saturday, but it was perfect. All you see is like golf tournaments that either like wing foot, right? Get fucking, you shoot plus five and you come in the top 10 or you have to shoot 20 under and you might crack the top 10. Like that's a lot of the PGA tour venues, but courses like Riviera where the winner's nine to 12 under Augusta national. Again, the winner was what 10 under Hideki was. So it's just one of those perfect golf courses that that is the perfect scoring. If I could watch that every week, right, guys are going to make a lot of bogeys, but you can make enough birdies to still get to 9 under, 10 under, 12 under to win the golf tournament. I love that scoring range. Perfect. But Augusta National was amazing. 357 days until Masters Week next year. Can't wait for it. I fucking love Augusta National. But it's going to be hard to follow up. The RBC Heritage. Hideki. One of the most memorable Masters wins maybe ever. And now this has to follow it up. But luckily, the field is actually pretty damn good. So that is something that we're definitely going to hang our hat on because I'm looking forward to this a lot. Uh, field, Webb Simpson, the defending champion, is back this week after posting a T12 finishing at the Masters. Uh, he outlasted. Last year, he outlasted uh, Abraham Answer down the stretch to get the W here. He loves this golf course. He fucking loves this golf course. Uh, sorry if you can hear my mouse. I'm doing. I'm looking some last minute stuff up just because some of this wasn't uh, on here earlier. But he loves this place. He has a lot of high finishes here. We're going to talk about them later when we get into the betting segment. Webb Simpson fucking loves this place. Uh, world number one, Dustin Johnson is here, and it's a little bit of a surprise. You think after the missing cut at the Masters, maybe 
especially as the defending champion, take some time off, spend some time with your wife, Pauline, and the kids, and come back and then get going, get ready for the PGA. But it's not a lot of time. I think it's only like less than 40 days until the PGA Championship. you got to get that game ready to go. So he's here in Hilton Head. He grew up mad close here. I forget what town he grew up in, but I, I think he grew up in South Carolina. But he's here. Other big names in the field. I originally wrote Bryson DeChambeau, but he actually WD'd a couple hours ago. Kyle Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay, Daniel Berger, Sergio Garcia, Terrell Hatton, our guy Kiz is here. Kiz. Loves this golf course, loves these greens. He's going to be a guy to watch also. Might probably throw him in the car just to have one of our guys in there. Course, Harbortown. Like I said, the, I used to play this golf course all the time, like PGA Tour 05 on PS2, the Tiger, um, just because it was really short and I could make like birdie and eagle on every single hole. But this was a popular one. Par 71, 7,100 yards, one of the shortest golf courses they play all season long. But uh, Pete Dye Design, Bermuda Greens, weather. Let's look at the weather. Thursday, partly cloudy, 76 degrees, uh, not really a percent chance of rain, like 24% chance, 11-mile-an-hour winds. Friday is going to be 70, partly cloudy, 8-mile-an-hour. Saturday, might get some showers in the afternoon, 69 degrees, 7-mile-an-hour winds, so a little bit down. And then Sunday could actually get a little bit dicey here. Sunday, 73 degrees, partly cloudy, and 12 mile an hour wind. So we might see we might see some uh, carnage, especially with the small greens. Key stats. Again, I say it every week, but this one is actually f- fucking as important as it could possibly get. I think Data Golf actually has it, that variant scale that I mention every week on the show. Stroke scan approach is usually responsible for like 33% variant of the variance in the field. This week it's like 42%. Like irons 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 at this fucking place and a short course usually means bombers can just bomb it over edges and really have like flip wedges into every single green not the case force layups everywhere really tight fairways tree lined if you're in them you're fucked tiny greens so ball striking finding greens of regulation if you find greens you're gonna have shorter birdie attempts that's just how it works that's math if you guys don't know math that it is so stroke stand approach fucking huge iron players win at this golf course i.e webb simpson right um, Abraham answer runner up 14th on tour this season and, um, greens of regulation, crazy important. And then driving accuracy, finding fairways is going to be critical. You don't have to hit driver a lot around this place, hit three wood into the fairway, find these really skinny fairways. You need to be in between the trees. You can't be in the trees this week. You can't make birdie very often from the trees. You need to be playing from the fairway, bringing up some data golf information here. Course fit. Number one, um, I don't I pronounce this golf course wrong every single time we talk about this, but I, uh, it's not Wailea Country Club. They play the, what, Sony there? Fuck. I don't know. That's number one. TPC Sugarloaf's number two. And number three is Brown Deer Park Golf Club. Let's check out some betting tools. Let's go to finish the position, get your percent chance to win. Webb Simpson, of course, comes in at number one at 6.4%. Patrick Cantlay, 4%. And Matthew Fitzpatrick is number three, which, again, is going to be a name that we look at. 3.9% chance to win. Colin Morikawa is at 3.8%. And Terrell Hatton rounds out the top five also at 3.8%. So those are the guys that Data Golf likes this week. When it comes to betting odds, let's dive in here a little bit. Betting odds. Um, Dustin Johnson 
is your favorite at plus 1,000. It is already actually accounted for Bryson W. Dean, which is really nice. So plus 1,000, Webb Simpson plus 1,200, Patrick Cantlay 14, Colin Morikawa 18, Daniel Berger plus 2,000, Fitzy is 22, Terrell Hatton's 25, Cameron Smith's 25, Abraham Answers 25, Paul Casey's 28. This is the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Will's out towards plus 3,000 to win. I'm telling you right now, hammer that motherfucker. Corey Connors plus 3,000, Sergio plus 3,000, Sung JM. If you go down to one of our guys, Tommy Fleetwood's at 33, Kevin Kisner is at plus 5,000. So those are the betting odds. And I only got a couple names. We're going to go over three big ones, and then I might go over some smaller guys just on the list that that I think have a pretty good shot. Obviously, all the betting information, like the betting article and, and card are coming out Wednesday, but three of the main guys that I'm looking at to win this golf tournament. We're going to start with the kid that just placed second at the Masters, Will Zalatoris. Following up a performance like that is going to be very difficult, especially when it goes to major to a pretty small tournament and smaller venue on the PGA Tour. But this kid seems to be a little bit built different than a lot of young kids. He first, in 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 not a bad way, a little fucking cocky. Like, he's here to win golf tournaments. Like, he doesn't give a fuck that he's a young, like, 20, what, four-year-old kid. He's here to win golf tournaments. He doesn't give a fuck where he's playing. He doesn't give a shit who's in the field. He's here to win. Like, this kid is really confident, a little cocky, and I love it. And that's why I think that coming off a major, I don't think that it's going to affect him a lot. The Being here playing in another golf tournament the week after the Masters, like, I don't think it's going to affect him that much. That's why he's definitely going to be on the card and i think he's going to be my pick to win this golf course is tailor-made for him small fairways can hit three wooden find a lot of them and he's a lot he's got some distance he showed at augusta that he can get it out there he can move it he's one of the best ball strikers on tour probably the best ball striker on tour outside of colin morikawa again he hits a lot of fairways and like we saw on saturday he's capable of making a lot of putts if he gets it going in his last 24 rounds, Will is 5th in strokes gained approach, 26th off the tee, 8th in ball striking, 9th tee to green. We will take all of that and just hope the putter gets a little bit hot. He's in for a gigantic week. He's going to finish inside the top 10, I think, and I probably can say he's going to be my pick to win as Will. See if he can back it up. See if he can get full-time, um, what is that, exempt? It's not even exemption at that point, but become a PGA Tour member. Next one is going to be Will, Sim- uh, Web- Will Simpson. Webb Simpson. Tough to not think about Webb when you mention this event. He just fits. He hasn't finished outside the top 20 at this event since 2016, with one of those being a win just, what, eight months ago, and a top five finish, and I think that was 2018, if I remember correctly. He's always one of the best iron players on tour. It's struggled a little bit this year, but not immensely. I still think he's in the top 30 when it comes to ball striking, strokes, and approach. But this season, it's been his putter. He's 10th in strokes gained putting over his last 24 rounds. He had a great week at the Masters, finishing T12. He's always a name that brings up in this event. It's going to be tough to find value for him just because he's the second favorite behind the world number one. He's sitting at plus 1,200 to win. You're probably going to need to bet him top five when those come out to get decent odds. But he's so notoriously good at this event that I think that's probably even a good bet. And if you pro- if you want something a little bit closer to even money, that's what a top 10 will get you. I just think he's in it for another really good week. And he, re- he usually doesn't have a hangover after a big event. 
And then to a guy that just hurts us every time we bet on him, I don't know if we've ever bet won money on Abraham Answer, but he just hurts us. But this is this is a golf tournament that he can win. He was runner up to Webb last season. Wasn't a surprise. The course demands accuracy. Answer second in fairways and regulation this season on tour, and fourteenth in greens of regulation. That's really good tee to green. I'd say that's pretty damn good. The greens of regulation number is going to be gigantic this week. The average size of a green on the PGA Tour is a little over 6,000 square feet. At Hilton Head at Harbortown, I think they're like 3,300. These are tiny fucking greens. You need to hit them in, in regulation or you're going to need to be getting up and down everywhere. He missed the cut at the Genesis Invitational. Since then, he has two top 25 finishes, a top 20, and a T26 last week at the Masters. So those are the three guys that I see winning this golf tournament. Again, once the odds for top 10 and top 20 come out, I'm definitely going to target some guys. Sung J M is a ball striker that comes to mind when you think accuracy. Tommy Fleetwood is obviously a great ball striker. I don't know if he's going to make the card. Kevin Kisner is a shorter player on tour, but he finds a lot of fairways and he's going to find a lot of greens and he's a great putter. So that's why his name comes up a lot when it comes to this. Billy Horschel has been playing well, but he's a fucking psychopath. He almost broke every single club at his bag on Sunday, taking off his shoes all over the place, playing golf half naked. He is a psycho. He's like John. He's like a little American version of John Rahm. Is pretty much what Bill Hershey is. He's a ticking time bomb. Robbie McIntyre is going to be a really interesting guy to look at. He's coming off a really good performance at the Masters. Really coming off a really good couple months. Robbie's playing really good golf. And then when it comes to Iron, again, Charlie Hoffman is actually going to be another name. He's been playing really good golf. Fantastic wedge player. Really good putter. That can always come into play. And then a guy that I'm looking at right now, which I've mentioned on the show before, when it comes to iron play events, this kid is always a good bet, and that's Russell Henley. Always plays these events well. He's had some good finishes over the past couple months. I think he had a top five at the Honda, was in the mix a little bit at the Arnold Palmer, I think it was. He has a couple top 20s in the last three months, has a top 10, has a top five. I could see him contending here for sure just because the emphasis put on iron play. But until Wednesday, that's all I got for the RBC. Obviously, you guys will see when the betting stuff comes out on Wednesday. I'll post it everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. But that's that's it, guys. That's the show. Little Masters recap, little look at the RBC uh, heritage coming up this week. But follow the show on Instagram, at Twilight9Pod. Follow my uh, personal, at RileyHamill underscore. Make sure to share the show around with your family, friends, anybody in your life that loves golf. Enjoy. I know it's going to be a little bit tough, but enjoy the golf this weekend. The turn, the field is pretty good. The golf course is pretty awesome. Uh, it doesn't really show on TV that well, but it's all about accuracy. It's fun golf to watch, but enjoy it, and I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.